Welcome to our party. Welcome to the party. It's happening hey, now. Yo. Turn up. You made it. Twerk some. Twerk some. We twerk made some. it. We made it. We made it. We made it. Booty, 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 booty. Okay. It's about to be lit. We are for Kyla Girls. I'm Tamika. Um, I'm in seminary um, for the Lutheran Church. Still trying to do the thing. Internship. Just call me Vicar. And <laughs> hey, hashtag bars. You know what I mean? <laughs> bars. Never, never. Just call me Vicar. Just call me Vicar. I hear you when you say up. <laughs> Holy uh, shit! Like I'm preaching three words. I'm, I'm Maya. Can y'all hear me? Hey. I'm a poet and a hippie and an artist, and maybe one day I'll be a preacher in the church. That's a lie. You're already a preacher. Stop. Right. Okay. That's the Lord. You here? Oh. Hi. <laughs> My name is Laura James. Laura Kigweba James. I am a pastor in Baltimore. I am newly married, and I am happy to be with my friends and sisters, Tamika and Maya, today. I love it. So we decided we were going to talk about Cardi B and respectability. Mm. Because why not? Can we define respectability? No. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all. When I think of respectability, I think about the, what I would, I would coin it like the old school way of, um, of justice work. And I think it's more than that, but I think when we talking about where we are in terms of liberation and in terms of um, just doing doing the work out here, um, respectability used to mean something important. Like you have to present yourself in such a way in order to be legitimate, in order to be taken seriously. Um, and that's, so, that's just as important as the work that you're doing. So for me, I think that's how I would define respectability. So I just had to make sure I knew what it was. I looked it up. Shout out to Google. Um, <laughs> oh, so it says uh, to state or the state or quality of being accepted as valid or important within a particular field, uh, the state of being proper, correct, and socially acceptable. So uh, respectability is. I really don't, hmm, it's that, but I don't really pay too much attention to it because, I mean, outside validation don't mean, really mean anything. So, I don't pay no attention to it, so, yeah. Not anymore. As a kid, I did a hmm. lot. Yeah. And early in my career, I did a lot of stuff in the neighborhood. And I wanted to be, I was Miss Maya, so Miss Maya can't smoke cigarettes, Miss Maya can't be out past a certain time. But at, after, like, no, I'm fine. I'm a person. They people. We people together. So I don't care. But. Um, I see respectability um, very much as, Tamika, as you were saying, but 
respectability as a means to survive within a, an oppressive context. Mm-hmm. And in the 1960s, civil rights, um, I think, I can't remember the podcast that I was listening to. I believe it's Truth's Table, shout out to Truth's Table, um, talking around respectability and how in the civil rights movement, um, it was a way of changing the narrative around black identity, very much of what you said, right? So when people defined um, other black people as coons or people who were violent, black protesters came out on the front and they're like, no, we're gonna dress in our Sunday's best and be human, even though you decide to take away our humanity through Jim Crow laws and all of the oppressive ways. And so today I see respectability politics or just respectability across the board as being another way for groups of oppressed people to survive. Mm-hmm. However, it is more unapologetic now than it has been. There's more the saying of I am human regardless of what you think of me or how you box me and I will continue to live my humanity in just being me. So I agree with you on the piece about survival mm-hmm. and I think that that's important to remember um, but I also think that because I think a big switch for us um, in terms of like not caring so much about being respectable now um, was that it then became a tool to oppress us again mm. like it became another tool to say you can't be acceptable your life does not matter we don't care what happens to you because you are this way. If you don't live up to this standard that's respectable, then your life is not important. Mm -hmm. And I think the beautiful thing that's happening, which we will move into now with Cardi Mm -hmm. B, is that this idea of like being a certain way in order to actually be uh, worthy of of treatment in in life and, and treat it like you're worth something, like, is no longer a prerequisite for us you know what i mean and that's being switched that that kind of kind of like idea of what it means to be human Mm -hmm. is being switched again where it's like i'm sorry f your politics like you know what i mean like just because i don't live up to those standards Mm -hmm. so what Mm -hmm. right so the broader right the broader powers don't validate me. I validate me. I validate me. Yes. Right? That's right. correct. And mm-hmm. I refuse to change who I am just to make it okay for you to think that I deserve the right to live. Hmm. Say that again. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it was powerful though. <laughs> And that music comes on, I'm hyped. And I have to say, it's become a little bit of an anthem. I'm just saying. As I'm driving in, in the car, it's like the best thing when it comes on. 
How about you, Maya? So, I don't have to hide my love for this song. If you follow me on Snapchat, you know. <laughs> What's a Snapchat, baby? <laughs> on Snapchat, it's Killer Camilla with a whole bunch of A's, but we'll come to that another time. <laughs> but, like, high key, that song is perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Because if you're dancing and you're at the club, all the, like, good dance songs is about killing somebody or drugs or overdosing. And this song is like, you know what? I'm that one, and you can't come at me, and I don't care what you say. I don't care if these shoes got holes in them. I'm still that, and whatever I do, who's working as hard as me? Nobody. This is what this song is, is pumping you up for your life, because everyone, everyone everywhere, everything everything around us is telling, telling you what you aren't or how you aren't doing things or what you could be or your ass not shaking right or it's not fat enough, and Cardi's like, no. You can't mess with me if you wanted to. This is red bottoms. You understand that? What I gotta do to get these? How hard I gotta work? Like, boy, sit down. Several seats. Pumps. Shout out I make money moves. Stripping is like trapping for girls, I think. A lot of times. Ooh. And like a lot of rappers, male rappers, they used to trap dime boys, nickel boys. They went up in the drug world and now they don't have to do it no more. So when they go back and they look at that lives, they're like, yo, I ain't got to be out there 24 hours no more. I got, I can't got somebody else doing it. Cardi's basically saying the same thing. Like, I don't got to work. At, I don't have to dance no more. I don't have to shake my ass or shake what, what is given to me. I don't have to be up in some man's face to try to get some money. Like, I'm doing this my way, and and I was a stripper, and I did do these things, but I don't have to anymore. I'm living my life. I'm doing my thing. I love it, yo. Like, Cardi's amazing, and if you listen to this podcast, just know that I love you since the Instagram days. Stay woke. That is a really good connection you just made, though. It is. I never thought of it that way. But I like it. You mm-hmm. said that it is an anthem. What about it? In the controversy of you know of the anthem right now, right. what about the song is an anthem for you? It's like it just it's really good hype music. It's it's knowing where she came from, hmm. knowing the critiques that she had against her, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was seeped in misogynoir. I'm being specific. <laughs> Black misogyny. <laughs> I'm being very specific here. Black okay. misogyny. <laughs> One more time. Misogynoir. Every critique that people had about her was about her appearance, was about her job before, was about like that she wasn't nobody, that um, that she didn't have any kind of like class, mm. that she wasn't going to be anything because of that. All of those narratives... Like, and I mean, I watch Love and Hip Hop, so <laughs> I've seen, I saw the first time she came on and it was just like, she is about something different. And I like that. I like that. And so she's taking the narrative that was given to her and flipping it on its head. That kind of like mentality of like, I'm no longer diminished by your hatred of me. I'm no longer diminished by what you think of me. I'm no longer diminished by the fact that you don't think that I'm respectable enough. Mm-hmm. I'm just here doing what I do best. And actually, I've done a lot. She really has. 
look, she's like number one in the charts right now. Mm-hmm. First female rapper to do that solo since Lauryn Hill 19 years ago. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was she was really labeled mm-hmm. because she was a stripper, mm-hmm. because she was crass, because she didn't say all the respectable things, because she wasn't I think proper. Women and, like Cardi B, women that are unapologetically themselves in all situations who you who are straight up straightforward you gonna get it how they feeling it when they feeling it whether it's whether it's good bad or indifference they are the revolution because they are the they are the ones that the the women and the people and the men that leave the neighborhoods and go on and they follow fall into respectability politics and policies and they lose their accents and they forget who they are and they don't come to the hood anymore but when they really need something when they really need love and support and care who do they go to you go to your auntie you go to your grandmother who's still like cornrows your little cousin's head on the steps every saturday who still has these very 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 like hood qualities in them that are never going to leave they're never going to change these are the women that nurture us these are the women that keep us real that remind us who we are and where we come from like cardi b being where she is and she didn't lose her accent she didn't she didn't say no she didn't um live down the fact that she was a stripper she didn't live down the things that she had to do she accepted them and they made her who she is we're not saying that everybody has to like her Mm -hmm. we're not saying that everybody has to think that she's great or even a great rapper for that matter Mm -hmm. like that's not the point Mm -hmm. but i do think there's something important about that narrative about us like really talking about it and bringing it to light about how we are taught in a lot of ways to not like each other Mm -hmm. we are taught in a lot of ways to not look a certain way, to not be a certain way. Otherwise, we're not going to be respected mm-hmm. or honored as women. Mm-hmm. And I think, listen, we deserve honor and respect just for being born. Mm-hmm. And I think that for all human beings, and especially for women, I think we just need to embrace that. Yes, I, yes, I want to yes, read something. This is from my Angelou's Gather Together in My Name. Mm-hmm. And she says, be the best of anything you get into. If you want to be a whore, it's your life. Be damn good. Yes. Don't be chippy at anything. Anything worth having is worth working for. Boom. Mic drop. And let's not forget that Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou, is one of the most revered poets and speakers and women of our generation. But she, at one point in time, was a prostitute. Was a prostitute. This is from exactly. her book about and that. Mm-hmm. She was a teenage mom. Mm-hmm. And she, the, she was a victim of so many things that should have kept her broken or should have kept her oppressed. But she said, fuck it. And she lived her truth. Right. Mm-hmm. And she became one of the best i'm named after her she she's my namesake like like this is very appropriate maya by the way (laughs) like (laughs) very appropriate yeah (laughs) i would i would not have my name if she did not live her truth Mm. i would not have my name if she did not live her truth
listen that i think that's important and i think that's the that's what we're trying to uplift not the ideology not and and so going into that that idea the ideology as well as the consumption that she is also playing into yes okay so we going we gonna move on let's talk about that okay (laughs) i wish y'all could see these faces in the future, we're gonna have recorded mm-hmm. um, podcasts, so y'all gonna, can see, gonna see all the things. Y'all gonna see the faces, and yes. we're gonna put that on that's Patreon. A you feel me? Yes, that's a meme. We had this conversation before about appearance and what it means for it for consumption, mm-hmm. and how that's important. That needs to be addressed. That needs to be talked about, but also that <laughs> that we cannot police the way women dress according to the standards of misogyny Mm. and that that is another thing to uplift Mm -hmm. and the way women act Mm -hmm. according to the standards of misogyny and this this will get us then to the whole thing that i think was part of the like high points of cardi b's career is when she went in on peter guns Mm -hmm. about (laughs) about the fact that she like what she was doing with her life um, to get ahead was not hoeing, mm-hmm. right? And she then she just pointed out some of that hypocrisy that exists within misogynoir, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Misogyny. Mm-hmm. Specifically, we talking about misogynoir, okay? We talking to you, brothers. Um, I love you. Mm-hmm. So, brothers, brothers, brother, man, bro. So, like the conversation, we listen to it, and you know, Peter Guns go in, goes in on her about the fact that she says, "I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get that if I'm sleeping, or if I'm gonna make sure I have mine in this relationship." And he's like, "That's hoeing, right?" And her response, her response was like, "You got a lot of love for me. You got a lot of." everything you wanted from me. So it's like, why can't I get some back? Look what you gave Amina and, and, and Tyra. Babies, and that's it. No, not that. It's not actually. What you're doing is hoeing. You got 10 kids, right. six baby mamas, bouncing between two women that are having your children back to back on national television. Yeah, you embarrassing you're them. embarrassing them. You have right. daughters who are old enough to be the age of, of your what Amina and you have your daughters being friends with these women your daughters are seeing this your daughters have daddy's issues because of you right like yeah but the best part about that I think was that she named something that hadn't been really talked about before as much on that show was the hypocrisy of how they treated women Mm. the black women on there versus how the black men were being treated and even praise right. for their abilities What's it to called? have multiple women. The uh, the uh, creep squad. It was just like it was so beautiful because she was the first person. Here you have this woman who is like crass and is loud and doesn't care about how she's perceived. Really, like she's just being herself on national TV, being made fun of on all on all sides. Right, because she's crazy. She the only one that sits there and calls him out in front of everybody on national TV. I, I do love respect them. for them. I right. do love them. Right. Because you show your, your daughters how your women them. should get treated. I do love them. Okay. 
So can I bring it all together? Slam the truth. Yes, do it. My truth. Yes, to be corrected. So my question, right within the realm of respectability, even the anthem of empowerment, all of what we have going on, and even this conversation, you know, where Cardi B in this episode of Love and Hip Hop dropped the mic and really brought to the surface. Um, the hypocrisy of it all um, between what a black man and what a black woman can or cannot do. I guess my question is, in her revealing the hypocrisy, is that also a place of redemption? And what I mean by redemption is all of it, right? Like, so for her to be a stripper, for her to be everything that everyone wants to demean and make less than human, now because she has named the elephant in the room, the elephant that continues to push um, why there is exploitation of women and why women get treated in the same um, disenchanted and painful ways by our black brothers, um, and other men in general, you know, that she breaks that by calling out the hypocrisy. So is that the moment of redemption where Cardi B is no longer just this stripper, but she's actually a woman who represents womanhood? I'm, I'm, I'm going to sip my tea. I'm just struggling with what does she have to be redeemed for? What does she do that merits redemption? That's that's That would be my first thing, like... She was always a woman who just happened to strip, you know? She was always a woman who just happened to, hey, you got money, I need money, let's make this happen. Like, she was always, she always said the things that she said on that show, so she was always this person. So, like, what's the redemption? Like, what is, what a, what a, what is the, what is she coming back from? Mm-hmm. Why does she need to be redeemed? Mm-hmm. That's- and I see the redemption as... Because in some context, in some context, even for me at times, your choice in exploiting for your benefit, to me sometimes limits the power from which you speak from. Mm. Because in my perspective, for me, I kind of feel like from the power that which she speaks from and is getting her money and you know why she's at the billboards, I mean, she continues to reinforce misogyny. Mm. The identity that she's built around continues to reinforce misogyny because her narrative is still connected to one of a stripper. Her narrative is still connected to hip hop culture that does press women into this box. Yeah. And so I still see it as, okay, you know, um, we can play your anthem, but at the end of the day, your money still exploits my womanness and blackness. Mm. Well, there you have it. I did not think of it mm-hmm. like that. So, right. And I 100% agree with you. And also, moving into a more theological understanding, because I think we've already been there, but moving more into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to lift up Tamar in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because... Listen, I thought she was going to say Tamar Braxton. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Next she might have been named after Tamar in the Bible. There's mm-hmm. two of them, but I'm talking about the one in Genesis, the woman who is uh, the daughter-in-law of Judah. 
and she is married to his older son who dies because he's wicked married to the second oldest because he's wicked and then the third the third son is really young and judah promises that tamar can be married to him when he gets older but then just kind of moves her away and like does not keep his promise and so um and so uh, this exposes a huge amount of the misogyny that exists within the biblical story so i'm acknowledging that right because women were only meant for in some instances i don't think all of the stories say this but in this instance some women were only meant to have the babies right so that's part of this narrative and she realizes that she will die an old widow with nothing to her name if she doesn't do something and do something quick so judah comes into the town that she's in and she realizes if she could just trick him into sleeping with her so she can have a child that she will be redeemed mm. she she takes herself and dresses up as a prostitute judah sleeps with her thinking she's a prostitute right she ends up getting pregnant he doesn't know it's her but she says leave some items with me and she keeps them and he comes back for them because he he left them and they couldn't find the prostitute they like she kept them they couldn't find him because they were like we don't know what prostitute you're talking about and then he comes back because then word gets out that tamar is pregnant right so he gets there he bought the he bought to do a peter guns excuse me how dare you sleep around you're not supposed to be you ain't married you you're a widow what you doing meanwhile he slept with prostitute right so she's like oh I, i'm sorry these items belong to the man that i slept with and he looks at her and says well you are more righteous than i am Hmm. there's a redemption Mm -hmm. so i think that both play are at play i think both exist in the same space so there is redemption to calling out the things that are hypocritical about misogyny and the things that we women have to deal with on a regular basis in order to be made to feel like we're worthy of respect of honor and of love and there's something redemptive to saying I'm not fin to do what you think I should be doing in order to receive that love. I deserve mm-hmm. it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then there is another point that you made that is beautiful. Like, we also need to start dismantling some of the things that keeps perpetuating it. Mm-hmm. Right? As you're talking and the power of what you shared with Tamar's story, thank you. Because that, that just tied together beautifully um, and just reminded me of, like, I forgot about that story. Um, I didn't even know that was a real story. Ayo, Genesis. Mm-hmm. Human experience and the biblical experience, y'all. Yep. That's why we here, yo. Yes. Yo. Um, that'll preach. That'll right. preach. All right. So I wonder, okay. as a black female pastor, you mm-hmm. know, I... I'm resonating with your question, right? So 
because there's so many spaces that I feel like I have to step into as a certain way that um, I feel that sometimes I forget who I am because I have to be so many other people to survive. Right. Um, And so I'm trying to think like how as women of color in the church, in the world, you know, say that I, you know, I validate me. You know, that I am created in the image of God and in my image alone, I am worthy of love, of all that God has given to me and will continue to give to me. And I just wonder what it looks like to affirm that in myself Mm -hmm. and affirm that for others. Um, And the one hiccup that I have with Cardi B within the music industry is the potential um, to affirm a worthiness that is based in consumerism Mm -hmm. rather than dignity. Mm. That's a really good point. Because whether it is the Yves Saint Laurent or whatever you're buying, is that going to be my worth? Mm -hmm. Or is my worth that I'm already created in the image of God? And that's it. Right. And, And as I look at young women who are both in my church, out of the church, just sometimes, you know, every Sunday I preach, there is nothing here that you need to do or need to be that qualifies the love of God for you. You just bring yourself and God's love is there. Right. That's the wonderful thing about really accepting yourself. And if you identify your higher power as God, accepting God's love. Mm-hmm. Because you can be a stripper, you can be a dope boy, you can be a homeless person you can be whatever whatever society says that is the bottom of the barrel but once you accept your accept your higher powers love accept your own love and accept yourself like respectability validation from other people other things it don't matter Hmm. at the end of the day all this stuff is 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 uh, fantasies and fallacies that we created as humankind so if you 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 accept that all the stuff around us is it's there you accept it it's real because it, we made it real but it's not really real but you accept yourself and you know that you were made for a purpose and you're going to get to that purpose how you going to how you're going to get there bump what anyone else thinks bump how anyone else thinks you should do a bump the world you know that you are loved and you are precious and you were created to do something you do it is that making sense? Yes. Am I? Yep. Perfectly. Okay. And at the same time, what it does yes. is when you become empowered in that way, then you will see the beauty in the other parts of other human beings. Yes. And then mm-hmm. you can extend that kind of empowerment to someone else. Mm-hmm. Don't keep it to yourself. That's, you feel me? And that's the revolution right there. There you go. All that. That's why you still go to your auntie's house. That's why you still had that one homegirl from high school. That's why we love Cardi B. That's why she challenges us. Because it's, she, I, I'm not. She does. She challenges us on so many levels. Laura on many levels. <laughs> we, have, we have a whole podcast about her <laughs> right now. <laughs> she challenges us to, to question what is okay. Why, why do we live the way we live? 
who is this person that I have become? Is it the person that I wanted to become or is it the person that I became in order to survive? Mm-hmm. Is she just, they shake us up. Right. And we need to be shooken up yes, all the time. The same way that Tamar shook up Gita. Mm, I need to go read this. into our benediction maybe like a pre-benediction that if you are listening to this right now which you will be on October 13th um, for you to just be mindful of the truth that you are worthy regardless of what anyone says or thinks and we as four collar girls invite you to be today and always we invite you to step into your truth to be affirmed that you are beautiful today and every day. And whether that is in creating and taking a walk, in just sitting down, sipping on tea, whatever you need, um, be who God has created you to be. That'll preach. That's all. So Maya. Can you take that and go? What you feel? What you feel? So for our listeners, this is... This is our benediction. This is our ending. Where this is our real benediction. This is our real John. Where Maya just comes off like at the top of her head and speaks some truth into our lives. She gonna bless you, y'all. Basically. Okay. okay, I got him. I got him. I got it. All right, y'all. Am I worthy? Am I enough? Are we taught self-worth with arithmetic and English? I am questioning everything about me. No matter if my hair is long or short, straight or kinky, black, purple or red, I'm constantly asking inside my head, am I worthy? Am I enough? I want to know my self-worth like I know Beyonce lyrics. I want to sleep in love and dream of only knowing myself how I dream of being the top, at the top. Often, often I find myself comparing myself to anyone that looks like what I want myself to be. Cause obviously what I see is not enough. I question, I question every compliment, Every sweet word, every touch, hug, is it real or are you just pacifying the beast that is with inside? I don't trust it. I question, am I worthy? Are you taught self-worth with arithmetic in English? Is it something that you inherently know? Do you ever know? Peace.
Okay. <laughs> what? We gonna leave you with that. We made it, y'all. A whole episode. Like, oh my gosh, we guys. did it. I'm so proud of us. I mean, I really hope you like us, but if you don't, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can go and listen to that Cardi B song to figure out what. Mmm. Say hello. So first, we want to thank Ankles Films for lending us this equipment, for doing our videography. We're going to have a lot to share throughout the month of October as we try to get more listeners. So shout out to Ankles Films and Jason Chestnut and all the hard work that he has put into helping us promote ourselves. We also want to give a shout out to Zerflin. <laughs> they made our beautiful logo, which I mean, it is so amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> you know, you want to get a tattoo on you. You do. You know, we might have something available later. Maybe. Maybe it'll be washable. Hey <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of th- okay. Anyway. Oh, we'll also like to thank Shay McCoy from Koi App Photos and Autumn Me from Fall Trusses for making shorties look good or whatever. Like, yes. beating her face. Check out our Instagram, Four Collet Girls, for all the photos. Make sure you follow us. And, like, yeah, thank you for getting that black girl magic popping or whatever. Or whatever. Because we was cute, y'all. We sure was. Make sure you go like us and all that on Instagram. Our pics are up on our website as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Shay. And they're beautimous, like we are, and will always be beautiful. And shout out to Tectonic Space at <laughs> shout outs to Tectonic Space at two thousand Greenmount. 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 <laughs> we are beyond grateful uh, that you opened your doors, uh, that you will, and hopefully will continue to open your doors, so that we can have amazing events there, uh, like this one. And dun 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 dun. Wait 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 wait! Before you thank the listeners, oh, we gotta thank the Sand Gallery for letting us record. Yes. Oh my goodness! Hey, thank you so much. This we appreciate you. This place is so amazing. If you ever get a chance, if you ever get a chance, come and see us. Eight twenty three East Baltimore Street. Yes, that's a black owned art gallery ever. It is amazing. It really is. The art in here is so yes, dope. Such a quiet, beautiful yes. space. And. We also want to give a shout out for Lemontopia, who's Ooh. going to be providing our lemonade that we, it's a, it's a beautiful young yes. girl who is, black girl magic yes. personified, <laughs> who is providing our yes. lemonade. Um, sip, sip. And we going to spike it. <laughs> no, we aren't. Some of it, we aren't. Yes, we are. But yes, <laughs> holiness will be all up in that. <laughs> Oh, but you have to tell thank people, Laura. Who are you thanking? Who am I thanking? I'm thanking you. You, 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 you. We are so grateful to every single one of you who is here tonight to support this launch of our podcast for Collar Girls, but also to everyone who has supported with um just being a part of this. Thank you for our listeners who listen now and will continue to listen. Um, we're your voice and you are ours. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Tamika Young Savage. You can check me out on Twitter at TJ underscore sings. That's the letter T, the letter J underscore, underscore. sings. Because sometimes I do that. Sometimes la, I sing. La, la, la. <laughs> um, it's your girl, Maya Camille. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, 
and um, anything else at Camilla the Killer, C A M I L L A D A, because I'm from down the hill. We don't say T's. K I L L A underscore Camilla the Killer. I follow back. Sometimes I talk. I usually just pull stuff and like stuff, but I'm there. Laura James here. You can follow me. Maybe I don't really post anything at L Kiggy, but my name's Laura James. You can follow me at L Kiggy, at L Kiggy. Did I say that right? L Kegels. She's newly wedded, so she L- be really on some. Kiggy. <laughs> my last name is actually James. <laughs> it's actually James. It's James. No, look at her. She's like Becky. Becky's not even there. Becky ain't there, but my earrings are.